Hello and welcome to Don't Tell Me What to Do, the astrology podcast. I'm Lisa Kiss, your host, and I'm also an astrologer, teacher, and conscious business guide. This podcast is named after one of my favorite sayings and expressions to live your life. We're all here to experience life in our own unique ways. So keep listening to explore different views of living life through astrology, business, and personal development as we go through the Zodiac seasons together and with our guests. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today's um, interview is with Amelia from Earthbound Blueprint. So I haven't done an interview in a while and it was so nice to get back into interviewing especially with Amelia she's so sweet we connected on Instagram I'm going to link in the show notes we did a live on her Instagram um which almost felt like a podcast style thing um we talked about how we got into like astrology and like um how we use it in our lives and things like that So then I suggested, like, let's do a podcast episode because why not? Um, And it was great. We talked all about um, Saturn, uh, her Saturn return that she's in the middle of right now, and um, the Saturn cycle. And then we at the end, we went into what your Saturn can return might, the theme it might be around depending on what house it's in in your chart. So... Yeah, it's a good episode. Um, it's under an hour, lots of info. Um, and this episode's good if you either are in your Saturn return right now or like it's about to happen in preparation because that's sort of like the two viewpoints we have. Like Amelia's in it. Mine will be like the next Saturn um, thing when it turns into Aries. Um, but yeah. That is all I have to say. It's a good episode. Enjoy it and see you in a second. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today I have the lovely Amelia from Earthbound Blueprint. Um, We connected on Instagram and I'm excited to have her come on the podcast and share her wisdom as she's going through her Saturn return. So today's episode, as you can tell from the title, is all about Saturn and Saturn returns, um, this planet of uh, deep structure and discipline and maturing and everything. So I'll pass it off to Amelia to introduce herself officially, and then we'll get into all things Saturn today. (laughs) I love it. Saturn maturing (laughs) as if uh, I wasn't mature enough. Anyways, we'll get into that. Um, yeah, I'm I'm Amelia, as uh, you already shared with the listeners. Uh, I'm an astrologer living in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. Um, I originally got into astrology um, a couple of years ago now, maybe five years ago. Um, I was interested as to what my own chart said about me, of course. I think that's how a lot of us get started into astrology. Um and eventually, at that point, I was also in a in a quite a difficult romantic relationship. So I was using astrology quite a lot to like look at our charts and sort of be like, oh, why does he do this? I need to sort of um, to give me a little bit of uh, clarity or understanding behind that relationship. Um, yeah, but it was, I think, last year that I became really interested in to um, rounding off my astrology knowledge a little bit better like I knew quite a bit about like Aquarius and Leo because I'm an Aquarius sun and a Leo rising I I knew quite a bit about Pisces because uh, my ex had Pisces placements but then I was like if somebody would ask me about like Aries I wouldn't be able to tell you anything or for example I only knew very specific houses um, and other ones I couldn't tell you anything so last year was really the point where I was like okay I want to I want to take a look if I can sort of have a more comprehensive knowledge of astrology Um, and then I was also like oh I wonder if I could give a reading now that my knowledge is um, is more rounded off and I started just like reading with friends I was like hey you want a free reading like (laughs) um, I'll do it Um, I'll do it free for you And I really enjoyed it. I think it's um, when I give readings, it feels uh, really fulfilling. 
and really meaningful. And um, yeah, I really love that feeling. And I thought, hey, let's let's pursue that a bit more. And yeah, that's that's where we are today. <laughs> that's awesome. And then um, I love that you're like an Aquarian astrologer because if yeah. anyone listening doesn't know, like Aquarius is the sign that kind of rules astrology and all of those things. So I just think that's that's cool. And then I also have to make the connection because I didn't know the uh, you being a seventh house son and like investigating the relationship stuff. I feel like that's yeah. also very much like a yeah. No, for sure. It's uh yeah, I it's one thing that I have been wondering about lately because if I look at whole sign uh, house mm-hmm. system, I'm in the seventh, and if I look at Placidus, uh, my son is in the sixth, and I and I cycle through like sometimes I can really see myself being sort of like work and routine related, and I'm like oh totally I'm a six house son, and sometimes I really feel like oh but relationships are also a huge part of my. Uh, you know, feeling alive, uh, right? The sun, uh, what makes us feel alive. Uh, so I don't know. I have different days where I'm like, yes, I'm a seventh house sun. And then I'm like, no, I'm a sixth house sun. <laughs> I use the whole sign house system now. That's kind of how I've evolved into it. But yeah. I was very stuck on previously being, so I'm a Gemini, but with cancer rising. So yeah. Um, it was in the 11th house in Placidus. And I was like, oh, I'm totally 11th house son. I can't follow the rules. I like to do my own thing. And I was very much stuck on that. But I identify so much more with the the 12th house son. And my mm-hmm. like, just there's a lot of Pisces, Neptune stuff in my chart. And I just feel it coming out more now. But there's like other aspects that are that Aquarian. So it all kind of works out. And like you see different things in different places in the exactly. chart. But but yeah, it also just my uh, my Mars is in Virgo, I think is yours as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is. I just love looking at the chart with uh, the whole sign. It's just so much easier to like look at. And then when someone says um, Leo rising Aquarius sun, I just know where to put it. And it just like, I don't know. It just makes exactly. my Mars and Virgo happy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it is a little bit more neat if you do like a whole sign, um, whole house wait whole house whole sign house is that what it's called I think it's called the whole sign house system but yeah okay <laughs> for a second I was like wait a minute, what is it called <laughs> yeah so um do you want do you want to start getting into what Saturn is so if it, like how would you explain the planet Saturn to somebody yeah um good question i think you know whenever i take a look at a planet i take a look at i think of a planet as as um sort of a person that has a personality um and that personality can have two sides right um um i think the way that stephen forrest um which is the type of astrology that I've actually studied for the most, evolutionary astrology. Um, I didn't mention that in my introduction. Um, But the way Stephen Forrest talks about it, which I really love, is he talks about the planets as tricksters or uh, teachers. And that's sort of like their two sides. and which side we see is uh, is up to us, right? Like we can allow uh, Saturn to trick us um, or uh, we can allow it to teach us. So I think um, just to start off that way when we are, um, you know, talking about Saturn, um, you know, I think Saturn is about limitations um, and it's about limiting us in order to help us define who we are. Um, the way that uh, I'll refer to Stephen Forrest quite a bit, the way that Stephen Forrest talks about it is um, limitations are not necessarily bad. In a way, it's it's really good to be able to define ourselves, right? Like the two of us can say like, we are women. That is one definition of ourselves. Um, and it doesn't have to be a, a bad thing, right? Like we don't have to get uh, upset or angry about not being men. And as we get older, uh, we start to add more of these definitions of who we are. 
um, we start to add, um, you know, I am uh, a Canadian for you, right? I, I also lived in Canada for, for 13 years. I don't know if you knew that. No, I didn't. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you could say we're both Canadian. Um, you know, and as you get older, you start to add things. I am a wife. I am whatever. If you have a certain religion, you add that label onto it. Um, so it's, it is a limitation. Like if you become a woman, you cannot be a man. If you become a Christian, you cannot be, um, I don't know, Jewish. Um, but in a way it can also help structure us and help ground us. So I think that's, um, that's one way that I like to, to look at Saturn. I don't know if you had anything to add to that. No, I think that's a really good definition of it. And explaining it it brings up the idea of when people always ask in readings about the red lines and I don't know yeah. I think the red line like a, let's say like a square and yeah. I, I don't know why I'm like putting together like a square in Saturn but mm -hmm. I mean there are Saturn squares which I kind of want to bring up but it's like um, I always say the red lines aren't bad because if you didn't have that challenge, you can't grow. So I feel like it's the same thing with Saturn. It's like if you didn't have a life lesson or anything like pushing you, like what would like you wouldn't end up doing anything. And there's that like um, I don't want to use the word lazy, but I feel like my astrology teacher, um, who's Deborah Silverman, I did her. Oh her, yeah, nice. She, she describes Saturn as a person too, which is funny, but she describes. Yeah as like a principle that kind of comes in and like sets the yeah. rules and is like this is what Love you it. have to do and then if you don't sort of do those things it's like you feel like life isn't going your way because you didn't learn that lesson or something yeah. like that yeah no yeah. no I love that and I totally agree about difficult aspects and I'm for the listeners I'm doing um quotation marks around difficult um because exactly it's um, they're the type of aspects that you cannot ignore, right? And in a way that makes it more difficult. Um, but at the same time, it means that we cannot become lazy around it and just, you know, push it under the rug and be like, oh no, I'm emotionally avoidant. Oh no, that's not me. <laughs> um, so there's definitely uh, can be a positive to having squares or oppositions um, in, in the chart. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And then... Um... I always say with different transits because Saturn transits will last like um, three-ish years, but you'll feel it. You'll have like your exact like return date or like square date or all of those things. Um, and then I always say that um, you need that like almost three-year period to actually make a change, like have give yourself the time to do something with that, um, whether you look at it as a limitation or not, but like do something to yeah. move forward. Um, so I don't know with your Saturn, it's in Pisces where did, if you started feeling it at the beginning of this year or like where you're at with it now, cause it's gone retrograde. And if you wanted to go into your yeah. Saturn return experience so far, but yeah, um, I do think, yeah, somewhere at the beginning, um, of this year, like indeed maybe around March, I did start, um, feeling it a bit more um I do think it's getting more intense as it goes along <laughs> I think where is it right now actually do you know how many degrees it's at today I do it's at four four okay so it's four degrees away from my um my Saturn um so that's quite close mm -hmm. um so no I'm definitely feeling it uh more and more and you know I think with me um I definitely feel the trickster side of Saturn, uh, which is being frustrated, um, feeling like things are impossible. Um, I am not saying this lightly, I'm not depressed, but this feeling of like, hey, um, like life sucks. <laughs> I think Saturn can make you feel that. Um, and also this, like I have this, um, I'm really feeling Saturn in the sense of like, who am I? I, I really have this feeling. Um, I love living in Amsterdam. And um, about two and a half years ago, three years ago, I um, had to get a job in order to stay in the Netherlands because of visa uh, things. And, 
And that was like my one mission. Like I was so focused on it because it, it was really important to me and I really love it here and I really wanted to stay here. Um, and I've never really questioned that choice. And I do think that this year um, I am feeling a bit like, oh, like what am I even doing here? <laughs> I, I have a little bit of that, um, a bit of, indeed, just taking a look at like, who am I um, and where do I want to go? Um, I am indeed um, working uh, full-time at, uh, at another job, at a desk job next to being an astrologer. And um, yeah, there's a little bit of this feeling of being limited with that, right? Um, at the same time, it's the job that gives me the ability to live in the Netherlands. Um, so it's, it's this feeling of like, I, I want to make changes and I want to make them now. Uh, but I, I cannot just yet. And I have to be patient. And I think, I mean, that is like perfect Saturn uh, description, right? Like there's limitations, uh, you're faced with the real world and you have to be patient. <laughs> so yeah, I'm uh, I'm definitely feeling my my Saturn return. Okay. And then this is me just being my like a nosy Gemini. So like okay, because mm -hmm. okay, so you live in the Netherlands, like in Amsterdam, yeah. and you're in Canada for 13 years. So wait, where are you originally from then? Or yeah, good question. <laughs> uh, so originally, I'm from North Macedonia. Okay. And when I was about 10, my parents immigrated to Canada. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then for my studies, I moved to the Netherlands uh, for my master's about five years ago. Um, and indeed I liked it a lot. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try to get a job and then stay here. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I think, I think there's also a lot of other things I feel um, with the Saturn return, especially when we are taking a look at uh, more specifically the eighth house in Pisces. Um, I think a lot of uh, it for me has also been about my mental health. I am naturally a very happy person and very bright and uh, yeah, just bubbly and always laughing. Um, and indeed during the Saturn return, it's just like, yeah, um, just feeling indeed a bit down when it comes to my mental health. Uh, so I definitely see sort of the eighth house uh, playing into that. Um, and having my Saturn in Pisces, I also see it. Um, I also see how my focus is shifting on letting things go and um, in a way becoming more spiritual again for the listeners, I'm putting spiritual in, in quotation marks Um just establishing a routine, Saturn, mm -hmm. establishing a routine around uh, my spiritual practices, you know, as a moon in Virgo and a Mars in Virgo in the second house. I am very good with structure and discipline when it comes to like more practical things with my work, with, um, you know, doing astrology. But when it comes to my spirituality, I have a really hard time having a routine around that. Um, so I think I'm really seeing the need for me to also, um, yeah, just solidify that a bit more for myself, I'll become a bit, a bit more mature when it comes to my uh, spirituality. Okay. Yeah, that's like a night. That's a good way to put it, like more mature with the spirituality. Um, for anyone who's listening, who maybe doesn't know what the eighth house is, do you want to explain? I always have such a hard time explaining the eighth house to people. Yeah. And then I always say it's because the eighth house doesn't even want you to describe it because it's a <laughs> love mystery. It. Yeah. So, um, how would you describe it? Yeah. So the way I look at the eighth house is in combination with the fourth and the 12th, mm -hmm. and they are more like the hidden houses, right? Um, they're a little bit more about what's happening internally than uh, externally. When we look at the fourth, it's it's internal, but it's sort of one level deep, right? It's about our foundations, our values, our family, our home. When we look at the eighth, we go a level deeper. It's about our beliefs. Um, and then when we go into the 12th house, we go even a level deeper. It's, it's about 
about uh, transcending everything and um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the last house. So you're really sort of letting go of, of reality. Um, so in that sense, the eighth house is a lot of things fall under it, right? A lot of, um, there's, for example, um, shared money, right? So taxes, actually a funny thing, I had the Canadian tax authority ask me to uh, review, like they're reviewing my taxes, which is like, ugh, Saturn, of course. <laughs> gosh <laughs> like literal literal manifestation of saturn returning the eighth the canadian government asking to review my taxes uh having to fill out all of these forms and just feeling like oh i don't want to do this you know like i want to spend my time doing fun things and now i need to spend my time getting translation of documents and filling out forms and yeah a <laughs> part of me was like i don't i don't want to do this <laughs> um yeah, so the eighth house um, can be also about um, sex and bonding with others as well. Um, mental health, right? What, uh, what do we believe? Um, yeah, I think those are some of the things that I think about when I think about the eighth house. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything to add there? Yeah, I call it the house of like uncomfortable topics. So it's like, it's things that you just can't bring up in a normal conversation with yeah. somebody. You have to really yeah. like know someone to bring it up and like be able to dive deeper with them. Like um, things like, like uh, it's like sex, death, rebirth, transformation, yeah. um, the investments, taxes, and even at some things people might like deem scary but they're not scary. You just have to like, and it's just like mm -hmm. things that are kind of a part of life. Um, and then even some people use the word occult with it, but it's just mm -hmm. different mysticism things. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I had Saturn. So I'm a cancer rising. So Saturn went through my eighth house when it was in Aquarius. And my experience with it was like, I moved a leg out to be alone and I just wanted to be alone. And I lived alone for uh, two years and three months, which is like almost the whole Saturn yeah. through a sign. And I just had to be by myself to process things. And I guess that taps into the mental health of just like, yeah. and even the internal, I just went so internal. And um, I did a lot of like money work, which yeah. again, I didn't even know that was really a thing people did, but I did it. Yeah. And um, yeah, and now I've moved. And it, I moved when Saturn entered Pisces and South Node went in my fourth house and everything. And it's been really weird because it happened unexpectedly. But I think it was the universe that was like, you did your eighth it's house. Done. Go back out into the world, right? I love so, it. Do you uh, still live alone now? No, I'm back with family. So it's yeah. it's interesting because I feel like I'm more talkative now. Whereas yeah. a few years ago, I didn't really want to talk. It was yeah. a lot of internal processing. But um yeah, it's the eighth house is like, I even just, I don't know if this is like, not, not dramatic. I don't want to use that word, but whenever the moon goes in my eighth house, um, or if it's my eighth house season. So for me, it's mm -hmm. Aquarius. If, mm -hmm. if things get too heavy, I always describe it. I'm on like the verge of a nervous breakdown. Yeah. That's sometimes how I describe it. It's like the world feels too overwhelming and you just want to yeah. crash. So I try to stay at home when when there's heavy things going through the eighth yeah. house. But yeah, no, that's that's definitely how I'm feeling. Just like everything's too much, you know, um, and I've been making some steps literally like last month to reduce my working hours uh, from five days to four days. I um, I didn't mention, oh my God, I did such a bad introduction. I didn't mention I have a YouTube channel. I went um, I went from posting two YouTube videos a week to one. Um, I had um, a certain goal I set for myself, which was to post every day on Instagram. I also was like, I, I can't, I can't anymore. So I stopped with that. So for me, definitely, um, I think the last two months has just felt like, it's just like all too much, like even like living alone, especially has been getting to me because I'm like, I have to do everything myself. Right. Uh, you cannot like say, oh, um, 
the person you live with with vacuum while you do the laundry like you have to do everything yourself you have to wash the dishes every night you have to cook every night yourself um so yeah I I can definitely relate to like it just it all feels way too much right now (laughs) that's so much I think yeah I think I need to just keep hope that this will pass um yeah but no this is lovely you're literally getting me right in the middle of my Saturn return (laughs) you're getting the raw emotion yeah and then I think I looked at the degrees and I think once Saturn, I think in January, it's at like eight degrees. So then it should feel like it's leaving you alone as it next year. Like you shouldn't feel as in it, but if that makes sense. Yeah. As it uh, passes eight and, um, and um, doesn't apply anymore, but what was the other word for it? There was another, um, word with I'm just bringing up to see when it's at eight degrees yeah I know this year it just hits the first seven yeah but I don't know how like fast it moves next year yeah so you're right like beginning of February it's at eight degrees mm-hmm. um yeah so like beginning middle of February it's like seven and eight degrees um, and then I think end of February, it goes to nine. Yeah. So there is light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's it's weird when you're in it. But then then it I feel like it just makes you more aware of like eighth house things. And then you bring that forward into your life. And then I'm always just so conscious when like the moon or the sun or Mercury goes through the eighth house too. Yeah. It's like, yeah 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 for sure i i do think um there can be indeed positives or things that you can learn from your saturn return um doesn't all have to be negative um i think one of the ways that i liked uh, that stephen forrest described um saturn as the teacher so not i think a lot of what i've said so far has been saturn as a trickster like oh my god everything feels too heavy it's too much um but Saturn as the teacher, like it's um, it's allowing us to develop self-discipline and develop patience and to really push aside um, fearful thinking, right? Um, and to really just respond to reality. And I do think I've had some of that as well, um, where I can start to see very clearly what things I'm thinking that are actually just limiting beliefs, right? That are not really, um, they're not really like real beliefs. They're not really the truth, uh, but it's something that I believe will happen or something that uh, I believe I cannot do. Um, And I've been trying to step a little bit more and be like, okay, this is scary. And I believe I cannot do this, but I know that that's just something in my head. Um, and I've been trying to do a little bit more of those things. Um, so hopefully Saturn is gonna like my good effort. (laughs) And then, um, because you were into, like got into astrology year, like before your Saturn return, do you think that having the knowledge of a Saturn return before you had yours was like helpful in terms yeah. of preparing and I'm doing air quotes I don't know if you can prepare for it but like you expect yeah. that it's coming yeah so I did expect it was coming and I did a post um on Instagram where I was like I'm actually kind of scared because there is this sort of talk about Saturn return with like oh my god like th- things are just gonna fall apart uh so I definitely had that um I think the way it helps is you sort of identify that things are happening um, with like, for example, my mental health. And then I go, ah, okay, you know, it's, it's the eighth house. I'm not, um, not in a way like, oh, it's not so serious, but in the way of like, it will pass. Um, it's just a temporary thing. Uh, so in that sense, it does help to know um, some of the themes that you can expect. And it also makes it a bit funny. Like for example, when the tax, uh, the Canadian Revenue Agency asked me to uh, submit extra information for my taxes. I just found it funny. I was like, ha, huh, 
Saturn, I see you. <laughs> so that's also, yeah, um, a nice thing that you can sort of laugh about what's happening as well. Okay. And then um, I guess I'll, I'll do a little explanation of like the Saturn, how it like squares and opposes and squares then returns. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically a Saturn return is just like it returns the exact point it was at your birth. And then it means it's gone through like all the houses and you'll have a second Saturn return in your late fifties. And then if you live long enough in like your late eighties, you'll have a third one. Um, and it's just like these different cycles in a way. Um, but so the first one happens when you're seven and then opposition is like 14 ish. And then the third one is around 21 to 23. Um, I've looked at all the dates for myself to even see yeah. if connections of like, what mm. happened as it like goes around full circle but do you yeah. remember what happened during your Saturn like the square like in your early 20s or oh so then it, you said it was 21 years old it varies depending on like the degrees but it's around 21 23 that's what I found okay. yeah um good question I think actually 23 I moved to Amsterdam Okay. Um, yeah, because that's five years ago now, right? Wait, oh my God, my brain is like, what year are we in? <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm 28 now. So f- five years ago, um, I would have been 23. And yeah, that's when I moved to Amsterdam. Um, I think that was an interesting time for me, 21 to 23. I had graduated from my bachelor's. I had, um, I think I had gone through a breakup maybe. Um, And it was really a time where I spent like a year sort of in limbo. Nothing was really happening. I was looking for a job. Um, I was applying to schools and um, all I knew was just like, okay, I want to I want to leave Canada and go somewhere else. Um, and that was really like a big focus for me. Um, and I think indeed then the wrap up of that Saturn square, um, I, uh, yeah, I immigrated uh, to the Netherlands. So yeah, that's interesting. Then that would have been, uh, it's fitting then that now I'm also questioning like, what am I doing here? <laughs> yeah, because I find everything has like a Saturn cycle. Like, so I I love putting in different dates into astro.com and seeing the charts. And um, yeah. like I put in like the first, like when I published my first blog and then when I, you know, started my business or when you like register a business name, like all these things. And I find that they have their energy, like their own energy and they have their mm-hmm. own kind of seven year Saturn cycles. So um, even maybe like the day you like moved to the Netherlands and then that was on, it's on its own cycle. And there's just like the changes. I call them pivots. Like yeah. Saturn makes you pivot into like a um, more connected to your soul's purpose. So it's like you do little yeah. pivots, but. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. I've been, you know, like I never questioned is Amsterdam like is me wanting to, to stay here actually like you said like coming from my soul or is it from my ego I've never really questioned that um but indeed now with the Saturn return I'm just like yeah is is this actually like my ego like why is this part of my identity indeed and do I yeah do I need it do I still want it so it's um it's very fitting yeah (laughs) this is more like a fun question but where would you want to like move to if you did leave the Netherlands (laughs) oh good question um I'm not sure I think I think the only other thing that I've thought about right now is just moving closer to family so moving back to uh Calgary maybe um but yeah, it's a, it's a completely different lifestyle. That was also like one of the reasons why I moved. Um, so I think for me, it's, you know, Saturn's making me feel quite alone. Um, so I've been 
really feeling like I want some connection again. But then indeed, a part of me is like, I also know that living in Canada is not for me. So maybe it's indeed about trying to find uh, an in-between way, right? Like um, live somewhere where I have more connection or live maybe with people so I have more connection. Um, but at the same time, still still stay in the Netherlands. Yeah, I think that's the interesting thing about Saturn is it makes you feel like there's a wall around you and you cannot go around. Mm -hmm. And um, the way Stephen Forrest talks about it is you often just need to like walk around the wall and there's like an opening right there. <laughs> um, yeah, so perhaps there's a an in-between. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the living in Canada. It's it's kind of boring. It's 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 interesting. Yeah. I'm in Ontario, yeah. not but it's like, and I don't know. I don't really yeah. like it. I always feel like my soul. I say my soul wants to go back home, and I never know what I mean by that. But it's because my roots are in like Eastern Europe and like where my grandma's yeah. from, and I'm just like I would rather go live there, even though I've never been there. Yeah, I just where in Eastern Europe? In Hungary hungry okay yeah so nice. I've never been there but I'm like I think I'll like it and I'll stay there and I just I don't know so yeah yeah no so then maybe for your Saturn return <laughs> where is Saturn in what house for you for me it's Aries in the 10th house yeah. so um yeah for me it's I'm right now I'm because it's going through my ninth house I'm like I'm wanting to change things, right? Like that mutable yeah. energy. And uh, because the North Node though is in my, it's in the 10th for me right now, I almost feel like it's, I call it priming it for like Saturn to go through yeah. it. Um, Cause I was going to say you have your North Node and Aries would be going through your ninth house. So that like changing yeah. of where you are, but um, yeah, I really just want to work for me full time, like yeah. I've always liked contracts and like that flexibility and I, I always do more than one thing. So I'm feeling that I am an employee somewhere. It's part time, but the thought of being an employee just makes me cringe. I don't know what it is. I prefer yeah. contracts and freelancer being under my business. So um, yeah, my Saturn return will have something to do with that. I think like that's yeah. when my plan is to go like full time and just quit everything. But I'm like preparing now, I guess you could say. So yeah. no, for sure. Yeah, it's um, it's that Aries midheaven. Hey, like I also have an Aries midheaven. Okay. Um, so it's definitely this idea of like, I think when you work for yourself, you're challenged a bit more maybe than when you're an employee. Um, and that's definitely that like Aries energy um, of challenge and, uh, you know, adrenaline and where's my next contract going to be. And it's very much like if I don't get up and work today, I'm not going to have food on the table. Mm -hmm. Whereas, um, you know, if you're an employee, you could just be like, OK, it, yeah, it doesn't really matter that much how you show up at work to a certain extent. Um it's it's very steady um yeah so I I relate to the Aries midheaven <laughs> it's so it's so boring to be an employee it's like I've always said I feel almost like safer having a few different ways of earning money as opposed to yeah. just one paycheck I'm like that doesn't feel safe to me at all it just being one thing I'm like no you yeah. have to diversify and I mean yeah because I like to look at rulers of things. So like mm -hmm. if we both have Aries midheavens. We look to Mars. Both of our Mars are in Virgo, which is funny, but mine's in the third house. Yours in the second. So it's a little different, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, I get so bored with, yeah. with, I need like, even after, if I help someone on a contract for six months, I have to change it or like change up something or I, or I stop and I get a new one. It's yeah. yeah. No. And I think that's, what's so nice about astrology is there's so much knowledge and you know like you're gonna keep learning I think until the day we die probably um like I feel like I've just scratched the surface um most days um so I think that also really fits the the Aries midheaven it's um it's a type of career that 
I don't know. I, I don't know if you really get bored from it because there's so many different um, ways that you can read a chart. Um, you know, even if you get bored of the planets, you could start going to the asteroids. Yeah. <laughs> and that is like a whole other thing. There's like, I don't even know how many asteroids, something crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So astrology really, I think, um, is perfect for that. Yeah. And because I mentioned the rulers, um, when you look at charts, do you look at the modern or the traditional rulers? Yeah, good question. I look at uh, traditional. Okay, me too. I like that. So can I ask where your Jupiter is then? Yeah, so my Jupiter is in the fifth. Okay, so Sagittarius in the fifth? Exactly. Okay, okay. So in your Saturn, it has, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, that's like. What are okay. you thinking? I don't know. I never know where my <laughs> brain is going with things, but Jupiter in Sagittarius, though, that's like a very, I just feel like a lucky spot because it's the ruler. So, okay. And it's conjunct Venus. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. In the fifth, like, that's what I mean. I am very much a bubbly and happy yeah. person. Like fifth house, Jupiter and Venus, Sagittarius, I'm a Leo rising. Yeah. Like all of that screams, like, let's go. <laughs> so having like my Saturn return is really like, what, what is wrong with me? Like, why am I <laughs> so down? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So, um, we we kind of went over like the four eight twelve, and I feel like Saturn going through those would be the what you said the more like internal um, mm-hmm. processing of things. Do you want to quickly go over um, what you think Saturn would kind of feel like if it was just for people listening? If I say two six ten, it's like the Earth. Um, One five nine are the firehouses, and then three seven eleven are the air houses. I don't know yeah. which one you want to start with, but yeah, we can start with a three seven eleven. Um, yeah. Whenever I look at three seven eleven, I automatically think of relating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the third house, we have communication, and usually you're not communicating to yourself; you're usually communicating to others or with others. Uh, the seventh house is very much about like one-on-one um, relationships. So either like a business partner or a, uh, like a romantic relationship. And then you have the 11th, uh, which is about um, a more of a community, right? Like the people that you have around you um, for um, the people that are in your life based on similar interests, So I think, you know, if you have Saturn going through the third, seventh or 11th house, um, probably those themes will come up, right? You might be like taking a look at your relationships. Are you mature enough there uh, with a third house? Like, how do you communicate and and, uh, do you want to change that? Um, And in the 11th house, um, yeah who is your community are they really aligned with you and in the seventh house indeed like who uh, what are your relationships like right what are your your one-on-one relationships like and are are they uh, mature enough are you being um, immature in in that area maybe okay yeah and then the two six ten yeah so two six ten um they're very much like grounded houses i almost want to say work houses um you know the second house we have uh money and we have self-worth uh, i actually really love the second house it's uh one of my uh, one of my favorites <laughs> uh the sixth house we have like our routines our habits uh like our health our day-to-day routine and in the 10th house, it's about the image that we give off to the world. For a lot of us, that is through the work, right? Like what we actually do for work. Um, but I think back in the day, um, and even today, a lot of other things can come into the 10th house as a public image, right? Like if you marry somebody that's really well known, uh, that changes your public image as well. So that would fit in the 10th house too. 
Um, so if you have Saturn there, um, I think especially the sixth house, Saturn can be a bit difficult uh, from what I've heard. Uh, you might be reconsidering, like, are you mature enough with your habits? Um, in the second house, I can imagine it has to do with self-esteem and where you are uh, not being realistic around that. And then indeed with the 10th house, the public image. Um, are you actually, like, is the way that people perceive you, the idea that people have of you actually in line with who you are? Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm feeling this so strongly with Saturn in my 10th with like the North Node approaching yeah. it. Like, I feel like I'm known as a marketing professional in the, and yeah. I'm just like, I don't want to be known as a social media marketing person anymore. I want to be known as an astrologer. And it's, I'm almost getting mad about it because it, yeah. it's, it's Aries, but um, I'm trying to like do things to change that right now. But yeah, it's, it is, yeah, like the way you, cause you can't control how you're perceived, but you can awesome. put yourself in or do things to show people what you do and then they take yeah. it from there. But yes, I definitely feeling that strongly. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but, and then um, the last one is 159, the fire houses. Yeah, I do think these can be a bit more, I don't know, could you say they would be a bit more easy? Maybe. <laughs> it all depends what you have going on with your chart, of course. Uh, the first house is our identity. It's literally like where the chart begins. Um, so you might be going through some maturation there around uh, like who are you and uh, how do you present yourself as well? Uh, the fifth house, uh, creativity, right? Uh, children. Um, fun, right? Hobbies. Um, so I can imagine that, I mean, having Saturn there is a bit weird in a way. Like you don't, Saturn doesn't feel natural in the fifth house. Um, but I think you would uh, probably go through some uh, maturation in terms of how you spend your free time or sort of what activities you do for fun. Because the fifth house, if it goes out of balance, it can also lead into like, um, like overconsumption or over, I don't know what you call it, like over, overdoing it. <laughs> um, so I could imagine that maybe you also, there's a certain maturation as to like what you consider fun and um, yeah, how you spend your free time. Um, and then the ninth house, um, I mean, obviously I think of like travel, education. I think how you uh, talked about it just now was nice. You said you were sort of like preparing, right? Like the ninth house uh, goes into the 10th uh, or like, after the ninth house, you have the 10th house. So the ninth house is very much about like, you are sort of prepping things before you come out and, and the world sees you in the 10th. Um, so it could be like going back to school, um, starting to learn something, like being disciplined with learning something. Um, yeah, maybe you want to travel, but Saturn puts a... a, a um, a stop to it and uh, limits you in terms of your travel so that yeah that could be some some things that could happen with the ninth house Saturn yeah yeah right now Saturn's like transiting through my ninth house and mm -hmm. I keep having dreams of planes it's really weird Ooh. and I don't know if that's a good or bad thing though right like I don't know so now I'm like I'm kind of near an airport yeah. And so the, I see them flying like lower and I'm like, now I'm more aware of the planes and I'm like, what is the ninth house doing to me? I'm like, do I want to travel? Do I not? It's very confusing. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. Yeah. Travel is an interesting thing, but that's a, that's a whole other topic. I feel like when I was younger, all I wanted to do was travel. And then as I got older, I don't know, I just have this thing where I'm like, I don't feel like I need it anymore, but anyways, <laughs> a whole other topic. <laughs> okay. I think we went through everything for Saturn. So do you want to let every, I'll link everything, but do you want to let everyone know where they can find you? Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, so on Instagram, it's earthbound blueprint. Do I have an underscore in my Instagram handle? That is a good question. <laughs> 
Yes. So earthbound underscore blueprint uh, is my Instagram handle. Uh, I'm also on YouTube as the earthbound blueprint. Um, and on YouTube, I post more like educational astrology content, but also I do meditations for each of like the full and new moon. Um, so it's also like a nice way to, to support yourself with all the, all the crazy stuff happening out there in the, <laughs> in the, um, yeah, how would you call it? In the Astros? Um, I don't know. Sometimes people say cosmos. Cosmos. Yeah. Yeah, that's the word. Thank you. <laughs> it's almost the end of the day here. So I'm, uh, I think I'm getting tired. Okay. And then how I end off all the episodes, I kind of like surprise you with this, but it's I say advice from a, so like advice from an Aquarius. Ooh. <laughs> Um, yeah, advice from Aquarius, be yourself, um, obviously, <laughs> uh, but I do think be yourself, even if it feels like you are hurting others with it, uh, or you're being judged about it. Um, it might seem like you don't want to do that. You don't want to like hurt others or disappoint others. Uh, but in the end, you would only be disappointing and hurting yourself. So it's a, a bit of a, yeah, do you want to hurt or disappoint others? Or do you want to do that to yourself? And I think um, it's always wiser to treat yourself good and to, uh, yeah, to be yourself and to follow what you want to do. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'd love to hear from you on Instagram or by leaving a rating or review. It would also mean the world to me if you subscribe to this podcast, if you enjoy today's episode. If you'd like to support the podcast and continue to discover the don't tell me what to do vibration, there are three different ways. You can keep listening to these podcast episodes that I put out weekly. You can also purchase the subscription version of the podcast, which is new, for exclusive episodes. Or you can purchase my book, which has the exact same name as this podcast. So with so much love and gratitude, see you very, very soon in the next episode.